Welcome to episode 7 of Rooted. I am so grateful to have you here, to have you in this space. If you're new, my name is Catherine Morio. And before I even get into this episode, I want to say happy Women's History Month. I believe in celebrating us daily, but I will absolutely always take any opportunity to celebrate and honor women even more and amplify their voices. So I do want to spotlight a very special project that a close friend of mine is working on with Rad International. If you follow me on Instagram, I put it on my story the other day. These women will be traveling to Amman, Jordan in May to distribute diapers, pads, educational resources, and install the first ever pad dispenser for the Women's Union at a shelter for abused women and children in the Gaza refugee camp. So let's do more than just raise our voices for women this month, but take action to support them. They're trying to raise as much funds as possible before their trip and just a $12 donation provides a year supply for three women so please 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 consider a donation you can visit the we network.org backslash rad so the we we network n-e-t-w-o-r-k.org backslash rad r-a-d you can also visit rad underscore international on instagram for more information Thank you for allowing me to share this space, to share that information. Back to our regularly scheduled program. I do want to say thank you to everyone who reached out about my last episode. I really enjoyed all the feedback for Love Part 1 and Love Part 2. I always say each episode are like little babies of mine and they're all very personal, but there was something about these two episodes. I don't know what it is, but they're just extra special to me. It's funny, I actually had a friend call me, you know, while he was listening to Love Part 2, and he goes, dang, shots fired. I'm like, what? So he goes, I'm listening to your Love Part 2 episode. I'm like, wait, but where are the shots fired? He was like, at your ex. I'm like, wait, what part are you listening to right now? And he was like, you're talking about how toxic and dysfunctional this thing ended up being. And I'm like, oh, that was not my ex. This was some guy I was dating. And I was just telling the truth. It was absolutely toxic and dysfunctional. And he knows it too. So I went on to explain to him. I said, listen, me and this guy have actually had multiple conversations about it. Him and I are actually great friends now. So my friend was like, oh, I was just thinking like, dang, if he ever listens to this. I'm like, no, he actually does listen. He subscribed. He's super supportive. We are cool now. But it does make me want to mention that even when I was doing radio, when I got my job as co-host, I was extremely grateful for this new platform that I had been blessed with. And I prayed that God would use it for his good. And I feel the same exact way about this podcast. I will never use this podcast to take subliminal shots at somebody else or trash somebody else. If I am talking about it, it's because I've already processed it and made peace with it and made peace with either that person or the situation. But I never want to come on here and use this very, very special space to me to throw shots at anybody. But I'm also here to share my truth. There's a quote that I love by Anne Lamott. She says, you own everything that happened to you. Tell your stories. If people wanted you to write warmly about them, they should have behaved better. And I am in full support of each of us owning our own truth and that it's not necessarily going to make everyone happy. Now, I'm not here to intentionally piss anybody off, but my truth is not going to make everyone comfortable all the time. I am not here for comfort. I am here for growth. 
I know I did not drop an episode last week. I had a friend come up to visit me in Portland and it really took me a couple days to recover. You know, I live alone. So having somebody here in my space for so long, you know, I felt like I needed to get my house back in order, my schedule back. I needed to get my routine back aligned because, you know, when someone is visiting, you're like, go, go, go. You're showing them around. And then we took a last minute trip up to Seattle and, you know, you're just going and you're exploring afterwards. It just was like a hardcore recovery mode for me. And I thought, okay, I'll just release it because I usually drop episodes on Wednesdays and I'm like, no, I'll just release it later. But I honestly just felt drained. Entertaining takes energy. And I do not mean that in a bad way at all because I am super grateful for her. I'm super grateful for her visit. I'm so grateful for the time that we got to spend with one another. I'm very blessed to have had that time. But by nature, I am an introvert and I perform very well as an extrovert, but I am an introvert. So it actually does take a different kind of energy for me to entertain anyone for days like that. I feel like a lot of us during this pandemic who do identify as introverts have probably questioned if we are introverts because it's like, damn, I wasn't trying to be like this alone alone. I think we've all experienced different types of loneliness in this past year like never before and it's affected us all so differently. I actually had someone DM me that listens to this podcast and requested that I do an episode on loneliness. I meant what I said in the trailer of Rooted. I truly want this to be a community. I want this to be a shared space. I want you to reach out and let me know things you like or don't like and topics that you want to hear more of. So thank you. You know who you are. Thank you for reaching out and requesting this conversation about loneliness and sharing with me what you did because you're absolutely not alone in feeling this way. Clearly this pandemic and you know lockdown and quarantine has been so different for all of us and I had said in the beginning when this all started a year ago that we are not all in the same boat. We are all in the same storm but we are all in different boats. For some, this has been a huge blessing in disguise. It's meant more freedom in your schedule, maybe more time with family and friends. And, And for others, this has been an extremely difficult, lonely year that has caused a lot of anxiety and depression. And maybe it's been all of the above. I remember in the beginning when this all started, I had not touched another human being in three months. My family lives in California and I live in Oregon, so it's not like I could even just drive by and see them six feet away. Not touching another human being whatsoever for three months really started to affect me as humans. We are not supposed to go that long without human interaction. Finally, at the end of May, my best friend, I love her, she left her husband and her three kids and did a 28-hour round-trip road trip to come visit me because she knew how much I was struggling and really just feeling the effects of being alone. And oh my gosh, I still remember. Like, it's like in slow motion in my head of when she pulled up in front of my house. I ran outside and I hugged her so tight because it was literally the first time I had touched another human being in three months and by the end of May I was I was done I tapped out I was like okay for my mental health I need to go home and be with my family you know slowly it became clearer and clearer that we were not going back to my office you know within the next couple of weeks and normal wasn't going back to normal you know whatever that means and so I called my dad and he could 
100% hear it in my voice. And he's like, Mia, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need you to come get me. And it's so funny. I felt like such a little kid, but I also felt like that little kid, you know, like at a sleepover that couldn't make it all the way. And the parent needs to come at midnight to come get them because I'm like, I can't do this. Like, please come get me and bring me home. And he was like, I'll come right now. And I'm like, wait, okay, hold on. I let me get, you know, I have to get some things in order, but I am extremely grateful, you know, that I do have a father that would be willing to drive up that minute to come get me. And eventually about like two weeks later at the beginning of June, I did end up going and I was only supposed to be there for June. I ended up staying to the end of August and I'm so grateful for that time that I had home with my family because I knew I was dancing with depression. I had never gone that far into depression before and I was not trying to go down that rabbit hole any deeper. So I made the decisions I knew I needed. I went home. I got into therapy. Shout out to every single therapist out there. I cannot just God bless y'all. I cannot even imagine what this past year has been like for you all. So thank you so much. But depression and loneliness is absolutely real. And for many of us, it still is. Please make sure you are staying connected. I know therapy can be very expensive and it really is a privilege privilege that not everyone can afford. There are some really great resources out there that help with that. So I'm going to compile a list and I'll post it on my Instagram at it's Cathamodio. So I will definitely work on getting that. But another thing when I went home to California, other than just being with my family that really helped was moving my body, being outside, going on bike rides. I know when we are like in it, in it, working out and moving your body is just not necessarily something you may be motivated to do. But I have to remind myself that I'm always in such a better place mentally when I'm consistently working out and, you know, really getting those endorphins. You don't even need to go to a gym if that's not something you're comfortable with. I'm in Portland winter right now and everything has been closed. I mean, recently, slowly things have started to reopen, but I've been doing YouTube videos in my living room the last couple of months. Another thing for me are books and I I'm sure everyone's so tired of everyone recommending books, but that is something very helpful for me. And technology, take advantage of the technology that we have. I talk to my family so much and I FaceTime with them so much that I really do feel constantly connected to them. So I'm so grateful for that. But even beyond, you know, pandemic stuff, loneliness has always been a thing for many of us. This was absolutely an issue in my life far before the pandemic came. And it really became kind of a forefront in my life when I moved to Portland. Remember, I moved to Portland pre-pandemic, but it was definitely a lonely time. I moved here without knowing anybody. I didn't have any friends or family. And at that point, I didn't even have a job. So all I had was spare time to think about how I didn't have anybody. And it could definitely mess with me. Our thoughts have so much power. So if we keep thinking about how lonely we are and we keep replaying those thoughts, it starts to create our perspective and our reality. About a year ago on my Instagram, I shared a story about how I would walk so much in Portland because clearly I had nowhere to be. You know, I didn't have any friends or family. I did not have a job to get up and go to. So walking really helped mentally. And it was also just a good way to explore the city, try and learn, you know, what was around me but one thing that I noticed that I had never noticed before I guess I should say okay I noticed it it just never hit me like it did now was seeing everyone in restaurants 
I would walk by restaurants all day and look through the windows and see friends and family and people cheersing and, you know, families with babies. And again, I've obviously noticed it before. We've all seen it, but I had never thought twice about it. But now that I felt so without all of these things, it was a completely different feeling. And it actually did make me feel a lot lonelier because I would have these thoughts like, will I ever have that here? Will I ever have anybody to go to happy hour with? Will I ever have anybody to go out and be like, oh yeah, let's grab dinner tonight. Like, I didn't know if I would ever have that here. And again, that's me going down a rabbit hole with my own thoughts, you know, during those moments. A couple months after that, I had a friend who had gotten a promotion at work. So she had asked us all to meet her at a restaurant. She wanted to celebrate. So I was the first to arrive and I get to the restaurant and I just feel so emotional. I was actually so glad I arrived first and by myself because this was one of the restaurants I had walked by daily looking inside wondering will I ever have anyone to come here with will I ever have friends here to come here with so now I'm at dinner with these friends and we all have our glass up and we're cheersing and congratulating our friend for her promotion and it just was this very emotional full circle moment for me and you know I did not want to take away from her celebration you know when you feel comfortable enough with other people where you know they wouldn't even think that and so I shared with them and I got teary-eyed about you know how I used to walk past this restaurant and it was just a really special moment I was able to share with them and it really is all glory to God like won't he do it because he knows the desires of our hearts he knows even when we don't verbalize them and so it's all in his timing it comes down to not only being patient with his timing but trusting his timing was that time alone my favorite in my whole life no it absolutely wasn't but was it needed yes because I learned so much about myself and I remember when I first moved here I actually deleted all of my social media I got off every dating app I did not want any distractions I knew I was going to struggle I knew I was going to have lonely moments but I wanted to feel everything I did not want to numb it with scrolling through social media because I also I knew that would just make me feel worse seeing everyone you know pretend to live their best life on there and then I also didn't want to be dating because I I didn't want to distract myself with men. I wanted to experience this whole experience. I did not want to date out of distraction. I wanted to wait till I could date with intentionality when I was ready. Don't find someone out of loneliness. Find someone out of wholeness. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna say that one more time. Do not find someone out of loneliness. Find someone out of wholeness. Plus, I wanted to experience this new city through my eyes, not someone else's. I didn't want to look back at, you know, my first couple of months here and think of someone else. I wanted this to be my experience. I wanted full ownership of it. One day I was walking and I was having these thoughts again, like, dang, I'm really alone. Like, damn, I'm like alone, alone out here. And I think God was just over it and just straight up stopped me in my tracks and was like, you are not alone. You moved here with me and my army. Don't you forget it. And it really was this moment. I can't think of anything else but the Holy Spirit just come over me. And all I could do was visualize God and this entire army there with me on my walk in the middle of this street here in Portland. And my whole perspective shifted. And it really was so powerful. 
Now, I'm not saying all you have to do is just think of God and his army and you'll never feel alone again. Clearly, you have to do your own work, but reminding ourselves of the powerful God that we serve, reminding ourselves of the power that is within in us because of the powerful God we serve. There is a sense of power and authority that comes over you and that you can choose to walk in. Because although, you know, during that time, I was trying to embrace the experience as much as possible, I definitely struggled. But I also used that time to be proactive. You know, God will lead us, but we got to do the footwork. Three days after I moved to Portland, I was in a coffee shop feeling insanely overwhelmed. The place I had just moved into had cats and I'm allergic. I thought I could deal with it, but it was it was too bad. I needed to get out. So now I'm here in this coffee shop looking for a place to live, looking for a place to work and feeling so overwhelmed because I'm like, I don't have a place to live now. I don't even have a job. And it can start to feel like you're drowning. And so I'm like, no, we're, we're not doing this. We are not doing this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on what we can control because all of these things are things that are out of my control at the moment. What is in my control in this moment? And I remember specifically, it was a Wednesday and back home in California, I would attend church on Wednesday. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna find a service that is having church tonight and they don't really do church here on Wednesdays. So I said, okay, fine, I'm gonna find, I'll start researching churches that I can attend this Sunday. So, you know, I went on Google and started making my little list. And while I was looking into different churches, one of the churches had a woman's ministry group that was actually meeting that night. So I emailed the leader and told her I just moved here, never have been to this church before, but I would really love to get involved and surround myself with other believers and with fellowship. She was like, yes, come, here's the address, here's the time. And I showed up, this was three days into me being here in Portland. I plugged in immediately. This group ended up being such an incredible blood. I I always would tell them, I'm like, I feel like God handed you guys to me on a silver platter. I still have close relationships with some of these women and it's something I'm so incredibly grateful for. But again, God will lead us. We got to do the groundwork. We have to put ourselves out there. Of course, I knew I was walking into this group of women, never met them, didn't never even been to the church, but you have to be comfortable getting uncomfortable. And I do understand that now things like this are harder with the pandemic. But even now I'm in a women's ministry group with a new church that I attend and they have Zoom options. And I know everyone is over zoom at this point but put yourself out there and maybe there's someone that you're going to connect with and then you two can arrange to have coffee or lunch or something like that if it feels safe enough it's it really is just like dating and listen if y'all can be out there doing tinder and bumble and all of that you can put yourself out there for friendship Another thing I was just telling someone about, so Portland is a city of transplants. There's always someone new coming in or someone who just got here. There's very, very few that are actually from here. We all came from somewhere else. So it is kind of nice because it does create this sense of people more willing, I think, to put themselves out there. But one of the things that I did in my first couple of months here, I signed up for Meetup. It's an app. It's also a website, Meetup. It has all sorts of different categories. I mean, anything, hiking, psychology, writing, 
arts, I mean anything, really is just what it sounds like. It's people who meet up that are interested in these things. So I signed up for all sorts of different groups because I'm like, I'm just, I'm gonna put myself out there. One of the groups I had signed up for it was called Girls Club of Portland. It was like women in their 20s and 30s. They would just get together and I'm not gonna pretend like this was just the most fire thing ever. Like, no, like I said, it is like dating. It can be really awkward and small talky and all of that. But again, if you could put yourself out there on Tinder and Bumble, you can do stuff like this too. At this one meetup that I went to, of course, it was just kind of awkward. It was a group of us all just having small talk that really wasn't going anywhere. But I met this one girl and she came in like this white girl Chiquita Bonita and I still tell her that to this day and she is one of my very good friends to this day. I am still so grateful had I not gone to that one meetup I would have never met her and she is so different than me and I don't feel like if I was at home we would necessarily have even crossed paths but when you allow yourself to step out of a comfort zone you allow the unknown to happen. There's also Bumblebee FF, that's another one. And it's funny because I remember when I had signed up for this as well, I was telling my best friend and she's like, wait, so like what? What is this? Like you're just trying to find another best friend? I'm like, girl, I'm just trying to find a friend. And so I was like texting her. I said, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go meet up with my Bumble BFF. I'll let you know how it goes. And I did, her and I met up for drinks. We had a great time. I think like two weeks later, the pandemic happened. But again, it's just putting yourself out there. And, and then local events, those are also another great thing. What I would do is I would get all the local, you know, little newspapers that they have and I would try and create a schedule of things for me to go to. Obviously, I was going by myself because I didn't know anyone, but I just was completely fearless with it. I didn't know anyone. I didn't care what anyone thought. And a lot of people here do do things alone. It's a very normal thing. But recently, I had wanted to go somewhere and I was like, oh, no one's available. I just won't go. And I was like, girl, what? Like, remember when you were a badass who just moved here and did everything alone? What happened? We get stuck in our comfort zone and we don't even become aware of it. I've now become so used to having people to do things with that now going somewhere alone felt weird again. And I was like, no. We have to do this. And when I say we, I mean me, myself, and I. This week is actually my two-year anniversary, this exact week. It's really brought up a lot of reflection for me. It's crazy to think about. I still kind of pinch myself because I can't believe that I left everything and came here. And it has truly been one of the best decisions I have ever made. And it is exactly what God needed me to do. A year ago, I listened to a podcast episode. It's The podcast is called On Purpose by Jay Shetty love him love that podcast when I was working on this podcast episode I reflected back to his episode that I listened to a year ago it's called three ways to deal with loneliness and healthy social distancing the episode March 20th 2020 I wanted to share some of the things that he had to say he says lonely and loneliness means without company solitude means that you've become good company for yourself Loneliness is a feeling of being without. Solitude is the joy of loneliness. He said so many people see loneliness as a weakness because that's how you've been trained to see it. Like it's a lack that we have a deficiency in something. When solitude can be powerful, resilient, and lead to our greatness, you need to become the company you want. What do you like doing in your own time, in your own space, what brings you joy? When you're lonely, you think you're missing people's presence, but really you're missing the experience. 
to experience an interaction with them. He said, most of us actually feel drained from being around people. Remember when we would be so excited when someone canceled on us or look at our calendars and feel so overwhelmed and wish we could clear it all? So this absolutely hit home for me. He said, instead of thinking you want to be in the same space as people, create something to do virtually and experience it together. The other day, gosh, it finally stopped raining for a little, so I was able to go on like a nice long walk because during the winter I can't go on very long walks because it'll either start raining or it gets too cold but praise Jesus we've had some sun these last couple of days Saturday I was so excited because I'm like yes I'm gonna go walk I'm gonna bring my dog I went out my mom and I were on the phone the whole time and I stopped in the shop when she had come to visit me her and I had gone to the shop together but I'm like oh hey I'm gonna FaceTime you remember when we were in the shop together and I was showing her a bunch of the cute things on there she goes oh me how great your phone there I like that or oh look how cute that is and I go oh my gosh I feel like we're shopping together you know I was listening back to his podcast and he was saying that it's the shared experience we're yearning not necessarily the same space now I'm not saying this is going to fix all of it all the time we're humans we want you know touch we want intimacy we want connection obviously going three months without having human contact I very much understand that So I'm not saying that all you have to just do is all of this and your feelings of loneliness will disappear. I believe very much in honoring your feelings. They're very important, but don't get stuck in them. This also goes back to the conversations we've had about affirmation. If you're consistently affirming that you're alone and you feel alone, it's the energy that you're going to continue to attract and perpetuate in your life. Speak abundance into your life, but you have to genuinely, genuinely feel it. Because please trust people in relationships or, you know, people you see having families or looking like they have tons of friends, that does not absolve them from feeling lonely either. And that's a whole different kind of lonely. Think about social media. People with thousands and thousands, millions of friends are sometimes the loneliest. We live in this era where social media has skyrocketed statistics of loneliness. And this was even pre-pandemic. Another good podcast I listened to today, my friend recommended it. It's called The Father's House OC. Now, The Father's House is a church throughout the country, but this is the OC one. And Bianca Althoff, I think I may be pronouncing that wrong. She's the pastor there. This was my first time listening to to the father's house but this is not my first time listening to Bianca listening to her just feels like you are like with your Latina homegirl and she's just here to keep it 100 real with you I found the podcast and I downloaded it and the first episode that came up for me was are you lonely? I said, okay, Jesus, I see you. Cause I knew this was going to be my episode this week. I always love listening, especially to words rooted in Christ and reading about what the Bible says about something and what God says about something. I highly recommend you take a listen. Her focus on this was actually friendship. She does tie it all in with loneliness. It is a little bit off topic, but I want it. It was so good that I want to share this one thing she said. She said, her father always said, people should be loved biblically valued equally but treated differently because not everyone is your best friend and not every friendship is healthy for you which goes back to what I was saying earlier about dating out of wholeness and not loneliness don't allow yourself to get to a place where you just settle for anyone that comes along I know the desire for human connection is real trust I still have moments of loneliness but I've tried to shift my perspective to I get the opportunity to spend this quality time with myself right now. Now I can use that time 
destructively and to do or think things that are going to make me feel worse, which I absolutely have done, or I can pour in. So when the opportunity for connection comes, I'm operating out of a place of wholeness already. What place are you operating out of today? And before I end today's episode, I want to encourage you yet again to please consider making a donation towards Rad International and their upcoming trip to Jordan. You can visit thewenetwork.org backslash rad for more information. Once again, thank you so much for sharing this space with me. Please don't forget to click subscribe. And if you enjoy what's being created here, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review. But most of all, please stay connected. I absolutely want to hear from you. You could find me on Instagram at It's Catherine Murillo. Until next time, stay rooted.